Warning! Warning! This podcast contains moaning. So if you don't like complaints stronger than, ugh, or for fuck's sake, maybe this podcast isn't for you. Welcome to Running is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart. And you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And at the beginning there, that was a little homage to the Behind the Medal podcast, who were guests here about a year ago. And they've just released a new episode after a bit of a break. So I thought I'd throw that in. The promo that they didn't ask for, nor need, nor want. (laughs) But we gave it to them anyway. (laughs) It's a good fun podcast in a change to this one, uh, particularly if you want to listen to two people that are really good friends talking about running, it's ideal. <laughs> and they had Ed Sheeran on, which All right. I'm still yeah, yeah, yeah. bitter about. What the hell? Like, I think it was the week after we interviewed them as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you know what? They had Ed Sheeran. We had them. So yeah, we that had, makes us better. We, yeah, we had Ed Sheeran by proxy. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll be talking about Amy's mum and we're talking about the cheapest way possible to fully cut up for running from everyone's favourite Chinese online store, Wish. I feel like we need to put in like a clip there of Donald Trump going, China. It came from China. I just filled it in there. That would have been a great clip to put in. You know that press conference where he's like, uh, why did he call it the Chinese virus about coronavirus? And he goes, it came from China. <laughs> That's I'll what drop we that need. in. Yeah, we need to drop that in for sure. We, yeah, great. It comes from China. Uh, everyone is dying to know, Amy. What have you been up to? What's going on? Oh, it's another exciting week in Amy's life. It's been a bit of an exhausting week, but not for any, as usual, not for any like running reasons. So I've had a, um, some work done in my flat, and uh, some laminate fitted over the last three days. And it's I wasn't the one fitting it, but it was bloody exhausting. Because Having I had, to watch other people do yeah, it. Yeah, and someone else in my house for three days. And then obviously when they've gone... I've I'm having to move all the bloody furniture around, so it's been a bit like not running as much as uh, as I have been. But yeah, I've had that done, which is great. Um, but I have also been running a bit more with Pippin as well. I can't mm-hmm. remember the last time I went on a run without Pippin. I have been keeping her on the lead more, so Facebook doesn't shout on, yeah. shout at me. Uh, but yeah, she's getting a bit better. I'm actually getting to the stage now where she's got a hands-free lead, you know, what goes around your waist. Um, and when I first started running with her, I was holding onto the lead just so I had a bit more control over her and I mm-hmm. could sort of react quicker when she suddenly stopped in front of me or whatever. Um, but most of our runs now, or for, for most of the run, she is uh, hands-free. She's off the lead. So, not off the lead, but um, me not holding the lead. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been quite good. I just, I need to do more runs without her though because I'm kind of getting used to her just pulling me along and I feel like it's I'm going to be like one of those treadmill runners that runs outside for the first time and then can't do it so yeah you yeah. do notice like if she's pulling and then just stops pulling you're like oh fucking hell yeah it's like yeah. you you're like well I find particularly with William because he's a lot bigger and a lot stronger as soon as he stops pulling it's like you're carrying him you've yeah. just kind of got that difference in weight all of a sudden definitely and she you know it's not taking much to train her to not stop in front of me because i shout when she stops in front of me naturally not in like a and i'm abusing my dog way but i'm like fucking help him like that when she stops in front of me from the fear of fall- nearly falling over her so she's learning quite quickly not to suddenly stop so uh so so to combine with the pup day um the reason why you've got the laminate flooring because she just keeps pissing everywhere i mean she's just a <laughs> bloody nightmare she's she's just uh we didn't have her from her puppy i, I mentioned before on the podcast she was a she was a rescuer about 
four, five months old. Still pretty young. Still pretty young, but she yeah. came when she came to us, the previous owner was like, oh yeah, she's toilet trained. And I was thinking, that's really quick. She's some sort of wonder mm. dog because our, our, um, our other dog, Finley, took him till about probably six months for him to not wean the house at all, you know, to know that he always needs to go outside. It was about six months. And I know all dogs are different, but she will not stop pissing in the house. <laughs> and now and again, it's fine. But other, when we're having the laminate fitted, this is not running related again, but this might amuse some uh, listeners. When we were having the laminate fitted, we had to shut the dogs uh, in whatever room the guy fitting it wasn't in. And the guy was putting down all the, the underlay stuff, so like the foamy stuff that goes under the laminate. And Pippin got out of our bedroom. She ran into the uh, lounge where he was fitting the laminate. He did, she did a few circles around the lounge where we were all trying to catch her. And then she just looks as dead in the eyes, squats and pisses all over the underlay. <laughs> Could have killed her. She's a right little shit. And then the other day... Um, yesterday actually after you know we got everything done yesterday all the laminate fitted I'm like thank god no more smell of dog piss on the carpet hopefully she won't pee on it anymore um, we went into our bedroom and she pissed all over our bed like it was almost like a, a protest like oh you've gotten rid of my carpet that I used to piss on so now I'm going to piss on your bed yeah, we, we met to run this morning and um, I got a message I just looked at my phone I got a message from you at 3.35 I thought oh shit she's going to cancel because something bad has happened <laughs> And you were just up because the dog had pissed on you again. She no, she just needed a wee, so that was oh, okay. uh, that. She gets me up about three thirty every morning to go out to the toilet. To be fair, though, to be fair to her, I go to bed ridiculously early. Like I'm in bed at eight o'clock, so I get it. I I, I deserve it. You know, the few times I've stayed yeah. up late and let her out for her last wee at like ten o'clock has been absolutely fine. So that that's on me. So uh, so yeah, if any listeners have any um, tips for toilet training a very stubborn dog who will not piss outside <laughs> please let us know <laughs> anything else more run related um no i've been i have been fairly consistent with my running over the last few weeks long time listeners will be so none at all then please to hear <laughs> no consistent as in like i've actually been running you can oh, right, okay. check my strava to prove that also uh listeners in england will be very jealous because we're out of lockdown in wales now so, well, we're out of lockdown. There's still some restrictions, but the gym's back open. So I've been back at the gym, which is uh, always fun. I do actually really enjoy the gym now. And that's about Weird. it, really. And we're able to meet with um, our club as, as well, limited to X number of people. But um, I haven't been to a club run, a proper club no, run No, of course yet. not. No, but the idea is we can do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. you're very smug that in theory you can. You just choose not to. You know what? I signed up for a Wednesday session with club, which is normally like what's the word like cross training like body weight stuff and it came to yeah. wednesday i'm just like fuck no i'm not going out in the dark and doing sprints and body weight and all that rubbish no way and i cancelled <laughs> but the idea is there you know the thought was there i will go at some point so yeah how about you how's your week been well as i said last week uh, we had this kind of club challenge just to run and walk and move as far as we could not for any particularly good reason just because it was something uh, different to do just to get some people out of the house you know as actually some people did do some ridiculous distances some people did a couple did over 80k over the weekend but then some got out to run for the first time in about three weeks which is kind of i think probably a better thing um so that was really nice the club overall did about 1100 miles between 75 people so that was good i did 54k over friday night saturday and sunday um I've got a very nicely blackened toenail, which I've, uh, I'll tweet more as it progresses, don't worry. 
And the top of my foot kind of got quite bruised as well because I wear an ankle strap usually on my left ankle because it's weak and I don't do anything about it. I just wear a strap to support it while I run and I don't do anything else in between. Um, and I think I did that a bit too tight and my laces were in a weird place. And so I kind of bruised the top of my foot. So that's kind of been a bit sore all week. So I've been getting, well, I've been trying to get sympathy about that. Obviously, I've had none whatsoever. Uh, but my big news is kind of big news, but I'm not really going to tell you that much about it. Uh, I've taken on a challenge, the details of which will remain vague for now. But suffice to say, I will be running a lot of distance and hills in the coming months until my birthday in January to do this big run. Uh, basically because, fuck it, why not? Um, I just need something to do. And I've just seen something that I think will be funny. And so, yeah, lots of uh, trail runs and lots of hills coming up for me in the next few weeks. Oh, what a teaser. Everyone's going to be on tender hooks waiting to find out what that is. Probably not. <laughs> Yeah, shout out as well to Dave Sinclair, who uh, uh, one of our club mates, who did four half marathons over the weekend. I mean, there's no need for that. No, it was like, I think he was splitting up, like doing one in the morning, then one in the afternoon, which I think in some ways is worse. I'd rather go (laughs) just run a marathon each day, you know? He's one of these people that does split runs, like he'll run 10k in the morning, then go and do another one in the evening. And like, who can be bothered to get changed again and go out again and do it and just... All those showers, (sighs) nah. No, still all that laundry. Mm. I suppose it's put on the same smelly kit, I guess, but four half marathons over a weekend. Unnecessary. Uh, before we move on with the episode, we want to remind you to let us know about your bullshit on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Running as BS and let us know about all the awful weather, your running fails and the weird things other runners do. They don't actually affect you in any way, but they still make you unreasonably angry. And as we head into winter, we'll have much less running news too. So any links coming our way are very much appreciated. Please write the show. I nearly said for us, but for Stuart, because I don't put any effort into this whatsoever. So make Stuart's life a bit easier. (laughs) That'd be lovely. Yeah, we need to know about all your bullshit. We need to know. So let's go back to the last episode. And we have to address something very sad now. In response to some online bullying, which is never acceptable... Stuart has decided to write a song to express his feelings. Oh, this is going to be live, is it? <clears throat> I'm going to give it a go, yeah. Let's see oh how many times God. I fuck this up. <laughs> I was going to say, let's see if I can remember the tune, but every time I've done it so far, it's been different. So, okay. okay. I've a sad story for you. At the end, I'll tell you from who. I've a tweet about my voice. Which I'm afraid has given me little choice I've a score to settle with a song About an opinion that's just plain wrong I've a troll saying I can't sing It's made me question everything I've a final thing to say To the man who ruined my day I've a dick to suck and who can do it I've a Hewitt That's what you get. That's what you get. Don't mess with someone with a degree in musical theatre, bitch. (laughs) And a ukulele. Oh, yeah, I'll come for you. (laughs) What I love is, um, I did say, if you gave us some money, I'll write him a diss song. And he's done that. So I told him to fuck off and then asked for money. And he's given us money. And now I've written him a song telling him to suck my dick. Oh, Ivor, he's sending for you. You need to come back with an It's a complicated relationship we've got going on. Yeah, you need to come back with something, Ivor, or else that's that's your reputation on the line, man. You need to come back with something... (laughs) Hey, don't mess. It's beef. There's, there's running his BS beef. <laughs> uh, we also ran a poll last week to find out where the worst place to get chafing was, and the results are as follows. 
um, and in my best sort of shipping forecast voice, spoiler alert for later, um, inner thigh, 47.5%, nipple, 29.5%, arse crack, 23%. Yeah, we can't, well, I can't run two polls, because first of all, I did like a choice of four, but I didn't include nipple. I'm not quite sure why I didn't include nipple. Mm. Uh, but for some reason, I just it just slipped my mind. I, I'm surprised nipple isn't further up there. But you know why I think that is? I think it's because women don't tend to get that because they wear sports bras and inner thigh tends to be like gender neutral. Yeah, I think that's what I was going for first. A nipple nipple chafing is is a man chafing thing. Yeah. So I think I was trying to keep it to everyone, but then there was some demand. There was clamour for it. Um, so I did it again with the top two plus nipple, and it got into second place there. But inner thigh is the worst place to get chafed. Yeah. That is official. And I think it's very common because you can tape up your nipples, but if you don't expect it to rain on a run, suddenly your inner thighs are, are bleeding. So. Yeah, if you're not wearing quite the right shorts, if it's a really long run, if it's getting too wet, that can be nasty. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, and also, of course, thank you to the people who replied to the post, where is the worst place to chafe with answers such as Walsall and 10 miles from home. Very clever. Um, to be fair, it's the kind of troll answer I would give, so I'm not that mad. Um, Amy Snowball came back to us and she said on my first half marathon I carried a tin of Vaseline in my flip belt to combat chafing and I chafed specifically in the shape of a tin of Vaseline most ironic chafe incident ever I think that possibly is yeah that's amazing um, and she followed up with uh, a quick mention for the people who stand with pots of Vaseline by the side of the road is it just me who thinks that's gross I don't want communal Vaseline or worse when they've already pre-scooped it for you uh, I've never seen that I've never seen that before I think it's an American thing. Oh, it must be. Just the words communal Vaseline. That's disgusting, especially That's in this right. climate. You can't be doing it right now, can you? <laughs> Look, I get it. You're trying to be nice. People do chafe on these runs, but you, you don't know whose hands have been in there. No. Well, you do know. It's disgusting runners who've been wiping their noses and yeah. wiping their sweat off them. And, I suppose oh, it's no. the same. In some ways, it's even worse for like the communal jelly babies that often get passed out by kids. Yeah. You know, you're putting that in your mouth. <laughs> yeah that's that's bad i don't like it. i don't like i don't think jelly babies are a good thing to eat while running no no definitely not i never accept those because if they're warm they're too sticky if they're cold they're too hard mm. uh because they've got the powdery coating on them i find they actually really dry my mouth and they mm. can be quite hard to chew as well especially if you're really tired mm. so i don't I, i'm gonna go against the grain i don't think jelly babies are good for running no especially not communal ones where everyone's dipped their hands in absolutely you know? not we've got to yeah. be more aware now Max Carnage followed that up with, could be a vector for some new horrifying epidemic of chafe rot in the running community. Necrotizing vasciitis, maybe? Chafe rot. That's awful. Just all these runners with the, the chafe, oh, chafe, chafe rot. rot. <laughs> and he, well, apparently it's all going to be on the inner thigh as well. So that's even worse. Oh, God. And Steve Gabb as well, actually, just what we said. Uh, need to be careful too, as it's easy to grab whatever people to give you, such as jelly babies, and put it straight into your mouth. So you exactly. don't want it. Don't eat Vaseline. Don't eat the communal Vaseline. No. <laughs> it's a very important tip from yeah. the podcast today. People tend to assume whatever people are handing out during a marathon or whatever, that's for eating. Not always. It was funny, the other day I was sat on the sofa um, and my partner handed me what I thought. She was like, there you go. And I thought it was some sweets. And I went to put it in my mouth and it was some dog biscuits to give the dogs like, a treat. <laughs> and I very nearly ate some dog biscuits. So, yeah. Don't just assume you can eat things. It doesn't always go well. If someone hands you something, you just, oh, it's food. It must yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, obviously. 
Our main feature this week is the Wish Challenge. Uh, something we really wanted to do for our 50th episode, uh, something else we want to do for the 50th episode, but Wish delivery times being somewhat sporadic meant we had to delay a little. Now, this is an idea, Amy, that you actually had back on episode 45 when we were talking about running accessories. Yeah, and this was in the summer as well. <laughs> Yes. So we picked out the outfits with summer in mind, but naturally wished, especially because a lot of our stuff was coming from China. Some of the stuff you order can come from uh, the UK. I know that they, something that I was supposed to be wearing, they didn't deliver. So it was coming from China. So I waited weeks for it to arrive and then I had to quickly order something from the UK, uh, still through Wish. But, but yeah, I thought, you know, I'm always getting those bloody adverts. (laughs) on um on facebook for bizarre things from wish i'm sure everyone gets them um i thought you know what why don't we try and kill ourselves out completely in wish gear well if you're if you're not aware as far as i know wish it seems to be like a marketplace kind of online store where lots of kind of random people put up all kinds of shit and basically it's usually dirt cheap stuff Mm, crap stuff but they're kind of genius in their marketing because the adverts people get on Facebook are so random and bizarre. There's all kinds of weird bondage gear. There's kind of fetish stuff that pops up. And so many people screenshot that and share it to say, oh my God, I'm getting this. That's weird. Which is genius, frankly, because yeah. a lot of people are going to click through out of sheer curiosity. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and so our challenge was basically to kit ourselves out head to toe as cheap as we possibly could. Which uh, I failed. Can I just put like a spoiler in there? I failed. Like I found this so difficult. I was spending. This is the most I've ever prepared for a podcast. I spent hours on Wish trying to weeks get, like, in the making. Yeah, they get you. If if you know if people haven't used Wish before, they get you on the shipping. You see something, you think, oh, it's a pound. No, 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 no. And then the shipping is like looking. twenty quid. So. Uh, that's where they get you. Shall I go through what I what I received from? Yeah, Wish? well, we met up this morning. We had a nice little five k run at Grangemore Park Run. Do you, you know what Park Run is? You remember that? Yeah, I mean vaguely. <laughs> there were less people than usual, uh, but we had a little five k with Pippin. Um, so that was lovely. Um, so yeah, Amy, tell us about what you bought and how much you spent. Okay, so first off, I got the summer student style bodycon romper, women's fit, jumpsuit, chest zipper, contrast, colour, short sleeve, v-neck, shorts, bodysuit. Okay, I don't think you're going to be able to do that for all of these. (laughs) Okay, I I have no idea. I'm looking at it now and I still don't know what it is. (laughs) Um, So my thinking was, this was like a a romper suit, a bodysuit thing. And my thinking is, if I get it combined, like a bodysuit... I don't have to like pay separately for a t-shirt and shorts. Is this just classic Amy laziness of like, yeah, I'll just buy yeah. one thing instead of and two. It, and it probably ended up costing more. So um, it was £12 for the bodysuit and £7 for shipping, which I think I could have probably done just like t-shirt and shorts. I was getting so frustrated with the website though, because every time I put a size in, the price would sh- shoot up. So I thought, you know what, I just want to make this easier and just do it all as like a one piece. So well, um, I, you were saying kind of, bodysuit that i think people might have some kind of leotard in mind it was no. more of a kind of a, a tri suit it was like a tri suit yeah and i ordered the largest size because i wanted it to fit it was probably a bit baggy actually it's probably meant to be a bit tighter hmm. um but i ordered a large and it, it fit me it was like t- like i said a tiny bit baggy but if you're over a size say women's 12 in the uk there's nothing on wish that will fit you because their sizes are tiny like tiny 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 i mean if you bought a large that's ridiculous yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly so it's um so i 
with all this stuff, I was like, right, I need to get the largest I can. So that was the, the bodysuit, which actually was all right. I thought Honestly, was... you could wear that out on a normal yeah. run, and I don't think it would look out of place. Yeah, I didn't look too much like a knob, which was good, because I ran over to the park run to Grangeables. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to look like a knob on my own. I think I got away with it. Um, the next thing, which I've actually done like a little separate review for, was a running watch. So I've seen running watches advertised on Wish, and I thought, I need to get one, because they're all about £5. So, um, sorry, it wasn't a running watch. It was a running bracelet. A smart bracelet. A smart bracelet. It wasn't very smart. Um, <laughs> which does, it monitors, apparently, heart rate and blood pressure. Don't think it does monitor blood pressure. Uh, I have no idea. It monitors sleep as well, but I think that might be some sort of surveillance, dodgy surveillance thing, rather than actually monitoring your uh, sleep patterns. Yeah. It's got a pedometer in it. Um, I talk about it a bit more in the, the review that I did, but the one thing to add is that it, it does, like, it's got a running mode, and it has two other sports mode modes, and you'd expect those sports to be things like cycling and uh, swimming. No, no, no. Skipping and sit-ups. They're the other sports that it, that it, <laughs> it tracks. Which, those are the three main sports. Yeah, the three main sports. Running, and then for cross-training, skipping, and sit-ups, so... So that was uh, £3.85 and the shipping was £4. I thought that was an absolute bargain. I will say, I put both my watches on. So I put my Garmin on one wrist and this uh, this thing, this bracelet on the other. And my wrist was starting to itch as soon as I left the house. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I probably got um, a It's rash. not like stay, it's not rashed or anything now, is it? It hasn't rashed yet, but we don't know how long it might take for that to yeah. develop. So, uh, so yeah. And then... The next thing I had was the shoes, and these were the hardest to find shoes that weren't oh, yeah. going up to like a ridiculous price. And I managed to find some like luminous green, yellow style shoes um, with like lightning on them, so I'd go faster. But they mm-hmm. were so well. It's foam on the bottom, but like proper foam. So as soon as I got them, I like bent them to see like the flexibility of them, and the foam just cracked, you know. <laughs> and I thought. I'm not going to be able to run in these. I managed to do the 5K. I had to put plasters on the back of my ankles because it was rubbing. Mm. And by the time... I've got little red marks now. By the time I got home, my ankles were red raw. But uh, those were £8 with uh, £5 shipping. And to be fair... Well, not to be fair, I will say that I will not be wearing them again. Like, they're not like a shoe that can be repurposed for Mm. casual, you know. And I'm I'm a bit in two minds about whether to donate them to charity because I'm sure people accepting them have got enough issues without having to wear those. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) they might have to just go straight in the bin. So um, they are... That's a joke. I will donate them to charity. There will be no wastage here. But they, they were bloody awful. Absolutely awful. And then finally, I had some striped, like, compression style socks that were bright pink hot pink and like contrasting. Well, one striped one spotty one, yeah one was striped one was spotty so they were odd socks but they fit really well and they were really good actually and they were, they were one pound nice. 73 with two pound shipping and i will actually wear those again because they did work really well i think they're the only things i will wear again i might wear the romper around the house when i'm pretending to be a giant baby and unwinding mm-hmm. from work but other than that for actually running i think it would just be the the running socks that i wear so my grand total was £43.53, which considering that we set a limit of around 30 quid, I went slightly over. <laughs> and we have to mention your cheats. My che- oh yeah, I didn't get a sports bra from Wish. Yeah. 
No, it's just... Because you, you did say at the beginning, like, should I get more money to buy a sports bra? And I said, well, if anything, no, you shouldn't. Because oh. uh, gender pay gap, you should actually get less money. That's just... <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. That's just the world. That's the patriarchy. You know me. what? I mean, I was, me. I was dreaming in Wish. <laughs> I was so sick. It was such hard work doing this. Yeah. Because like I said, you'd see stuff for like a pound. You'd put your sizing and the price would shoot up. And then you'd see the postage was like 11 pounds. So you'd be looking at some shoes that were listed as a pound. And then in total, they'd be 40 quid. And it was so frustrating because you'd have to go into every single one and put your sizing just to find out how much it was. So by this point, I was like, you know what? Get the basics. Can't be asked doing this with the sports bra as well. So yeah, I went a bit over, kind of failed, but I think I was the best dressed, to be fair. (laughs) To be fair, you did look like a normal person. I did. I did. The pink socks and the yellow shoes were a bit, you know, but I'd wear shit like that anyway when I'm running. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um... So yeah, how about how about you talk us through your outfit? Well, my plan was, because I want to do some more miles at the moment, I wanted to run down to the park, and it was about four or five miles, and then run back. I did not do that with the kit I had on. That was not a good idea. Um, so I'll start with my most expensive item. I, I haven't actually added shipping on individually for these, because they kind of got all mashed together. My most expensive item were my shoes, and I spent, oh, I went a bit overboard, I spent £6.65 on shoes. Jeez. And actually, the postage for those was free because they came three days late. What? One thing I say about Wish, on their customer support, as soon as you get over the dates where it's supposed to be posted, if you haven't got it, you can just go through an automatic procedure and get your money back. I had no idea about this. Mm-hmm. Wow. To be honest, you could probably, even if you get them, you could just go on the customer support site, I haven't got them yet, and they will refund you the money. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> probably so, shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> no, nah, they might. Life hack. Um, so, £6.65 for some red shoes. And actually... They're quite nice. They're just yeah. like, they look like the kind of shoes you might spend 25, 30 pounds in Sports Direct. Yeah, you on. could wear them out and people wouldn't look at you oddly. Like they're Yeah, they're just like some red trainers, which, mm. you know, they're quite soft. They haven't got the problem that yours had, which had quite a hard back, which was where you get yeah. the blisters. Yeah. They're pretty comfortable. They're a little bit big because they're in European sizes. Yeah, but on the, on the tongue, it says fashion professional skateboard. Um, but professional has an E before the F. And skateboard is spelt Saktiobard, which oh. is amazing. But, you know, for that price. How hard is it to check these things? This is why I don't understand. How uh, can you not... Well, if you want it to be spelled correctly, you need to spend a bit more, obviously. Okay. <laughs> you need to, pay, you need to uh, pay the spell check attacks, you know? Yeah, uh, okay. Um, so that was my shoes. And those shoes I will buy. I've worn them for dog walking and I will continue to wear them. In fact, after I got home from this run, um, I went for another 10K in them. Absolutely fine. Oh, my God. So that's pretty good. I'm happy with that. Um, My socks, I had some bright yellow toe socks, which were quite nasty material, quite kind of thick and kind of a loose weave to them. So they they, they were really tight around the toes. They're a little bit uncomfortable, but taking toe socks off is always really nice. I don't know why, but it's just kind of, it makes your toes kind of spread apart a little bit. It's quite nice. Toe socks just freaked me out. I remember when they were popular in sort of the late 90s, early 2000s. They just freaked me out, man. I I like a toe sock. Uh, They were £2.84. My shorts, I got some kind of white neoprene shorts. And the only reason I got white, just because they were the size and price that I wanted. Um, However, because they were very thin, I did, my cheat here was I had to wear underwear underneath them, which I think was a good cheat frankly yeah you had to (laughs) it was necessary yeah Um, so instead of like over instead of courtesy shorts which go over these were like modesty shorts that went under 
Definitely, or else there would have been another arrest in Grangemore Park for indecent exposure. <laughs> yes, yes, there would. Yeah. Um, again, they're quite nice. They're quite decent for like undershorts to wear mm. under another pair of shorts. I think they'll be perfectly fine. I could use them for cycling as well, I reckon. To be fair, they look like a cheap pair of compression shorts that you'd buy from Sports Direct, you know? Yeah. My top, now this was fun. This was a, again neoprene, but quite thick, like a green tank top with a zip up the middle. And this was all about, this is supposed to be like a sauna top. And it was, and all the images for this on Wish, which is where most of like the selling is done. The description is kind of nonsense, but it's all the photos is where the, where the fun is. The idea with this is you wear it and you sweat more. And because it's tight and it holds you in, that gives you a six pack. <laughs> it makes you fitter and stronger if you sweat more. Of course. Yeah. So unfortunately, this was like way too big. I don't know how. Um, but I'm pretty sure I bought a size that I thought would be too small because I thought it'd be funny if it was really tight. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it was a little bit big and baggy. It looked so a bit I like had a kind life of... jacket. Like you just like, yeah, it was <laughs> odd because it was like I had a, like a sticky torso, but then I had cold arms. Mm. So I don't think it's like making me sweat that much because my arms are out. But then I thought, well, it's one pound forty eight, and sleeves are complicated, so they just left those off. Um, I also had a buff which cost one pound fifty three. My buff cost more than my top. Um, that was supposed to be camouflage. My original idea for this, I was going to go for like camouflage and tactical gear because I thought it'd be funny. Couldn't really find any. So I, th- I went for a camo buff, but I brought the wrong colour and I bought just a plain black one. It is complicated. You have to put in like know, numbers and stuff to say what colour you want sometimes or what pattern. It gets yeah, it's strange. really not clear. Yeah, sometimes it's really not clear because all of the ones I saw were all camo. And so I thought black. Oh, it'd be black camo. Mm. No, it's just, it was just black. But, you know, that's a buff. I'll use that again. I love buff. Um, the next two were technically free, but I think they had a, like one or two pounds postage. Um, so I had a waistband, uh, which is handy. You know, it had my phone in perfectly. It clips around me. That was a couple of quid. And the best thing, the best accessory I went for is a glove torch light thing wrap. It's basically a little thing that clip uh, it fits over your forefinger and thumb. You then wrap it around your wrist and Velcro it. And a little button on top turns on LEDs on your forefinger and thumb. It looks really crap. I tried a video of it and it looks terrible. But actually, it's not awful. I did try it kind of out last night. I took William out for a quick wee. He's a dog, by the way. Um, And there's a little back alley uh, behind my house that's unlit. So I went down there. And actually, with the hand on the lead or just like pointing your fingers around, it does show the ground in front of you fairly well. And I think if I go for a dark run somewhere along with a head torch this is absolutely not something to use on its own mm. but i think to walk the dog or to have with something else i don't think it's an awful option and that was again like one or two pounds so was, i think that's pretty good it was very et phone home it yeah it was pretty strange to wear in the middle of the day <laughs> so my total spend um with my discount for my postage which is good uh was 29 pounds 13 pence I mean, I looked a mess. I had red trainers, yellow socks, white shorts, a green top, and a black buff. Mm. But I think I did better because I spent a lot less than you did. You won in terms of affordability, but I won in terms of style. You won in terms of looking like a real person. Yeah. Yeah, which was never my intention. I thought, oh, I'll buy this like bodysuit. It'll look crap. Da, da, da. And when it came, I was like, you know what? You could wear that. You could wear that, legit. I feel like it's a Halloween costume waiting to happen for some, like, some, like, 80s superhero thing. I don't think it's... I don't... I really don't think it's that bad. (laughs) No, I think if you were a beginner cyclist and wasn't going very far or doing much mileage, you could probably get away with it for a bit, you know? Yeah. 
Well, with my gear, I got home. I took, I changed the top because it's this green weird top. I took that off, put a normal t-shirt on. I went for a 10k run in all of the rest of the gear. Mm. Absolutely fine. Mm. So I went, you know, running effectively in stuff that cost me like 15 pounds. Yeah. Head stir, which is pretty damn good, I reckon. Yeah. So wish not totally terrible, but then some things are totally terrible. You never know, wish. You never know. <laughs> So, Amy, do we think you should try and kick yourself out from Wish? Is it possible to do as, a, like, a real person? Hmm. Yes, but you've got to be careful and you never know what you're going to get. So mm-hmm. you could get something that's really affordable and fantastic or you could get something that's really affordable and really shit and you never know which one of those it's going to be. Yeah, the quality control is is difficult. Um, to be fair, we were looking like basically exclusively at everything for stuff under. I I had the under four pound filter on as much as I possibly could. So I imagine there's probably actually good stuff on there. I mean, I said like the trainers they cost me six pounds, like with postage eleven pounds. Mm. You could get away with those, but your trainers were kind of the same price, but were terrible, and yeah. so that's a risky thing to use. I think like socks, t-shirts, yeah, yeah. you know, those kind of compression shorts. I think you could probably buy them from there. Stuff that's not expensive get... to make anyway. You know? Yeah, the waistbands, I don't think, you know, in a way our waistband can't be awful, I don't think. It unless looks the stitching exactly comes like apart. a spy belt. Not to like, uh, take yeah. spy belts, <laughs> consumers away from them, but it looked like a spy belt, you know? Yeah, and it cost basically nothing. Yeah. Now, of course, when you're buying from someone like this, there is other concerns such mm-hmm. as kind of the environmental effect, like because you're buying shit that you might throw away. and there's also potentially it's that cheap you know how much people paid to make them yeah and the conditions they're in i i don't want to put like a big butt on that and say well well, if you're all fine with that because that's i think it's just something you have to consider yeah if you're going to buy really cheap gear those are the things that you have to kind of be able to weigh up yeah exactly and it's always that weighing up with what you can afford and what you can't afford because some running gear is really bloody expensive like really mm-hmm. overpriced you look at big brands like nike and the you know they're charging 60 quid for a pair of shorts and stuff like that mm. you think but other stuff is worth paying a bit more for because you get more out of it you get you know more years out of your your um your shorts etc your gear all things like that so yeah i think it's always about balance and i i was joking about throwing the shoes away i will be donating them to charity i won't be wearing them again but they will be donated yeah, i think at the very least we'll get them recycled oh yeah yeah well some poor sod you know that's had a very hard life can have an even harder life now and sore ankles so <laughs> and if you've had anything from wish uh it's particularly obviously for us we want to know if it's terrible or if you've had anything that's decent let us know uh, if you've bought any of that weird bondage gear as well, let us know. Oh, you know what? The best, it. the best adult game is to go on those bondage gears and look at the uh, people's reviews, the oh, that uh, does sound fun. customers' reviews, and sometimes pictures as well. And obviously, it's not pictures of sexual acts, but there's pictures of the gear in like very grubby rooms and stuff. And you think, oh, that's awful. So that's that's if you're above the age of eighteen, that's a nice, fun little game you can have. <laughs> I mean, presumably, people are if they're listening to this. You'd hope so. We've got like an explicit warning, haven't we? Yeah, we've covered ourselves. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, so um, whoever you are, just go and have a look on Wish at the Bondage Gear and look at the reviews. It's great fun. Absolutely. (laughs) And don't forget, all of this bullshit is made slightly more possible by supporting this podcast over at patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit, where you can donate £2 a month and get your name sung out by us in thanks. And this week, I've gone super cool and I've been flexing my rap skills. Instead of Brian Simpson, Clark Gilmore, Amanda Murray Hind, 
Julia Page, Carl Fleming, Jay, Gordy Thelwell, Rich Skirm, Victoria Dick, Rob Smith, Hugh Phillips, Len Martin, Nikki Genders, Matt H, Matt Garner, Liz Rees, Tim Hughes, Maria Wicks, Ivor Hewitt, Elliot Line, Matt Lease, Chris Whitmore, Sam Worley, Kirk Shepard, Matt Jones, Lisa Gibbon, Simon Ross, Anthony Howe, Steph Paul, and Jonathan Carter. Okay, so now some messages from listeners. First off, Gareth Barker at Explores Running on Twitter says, just listen to the latest Running Is BS podcast and after hearing the scary stories, I genuinely believed there was someone behind me as I heard noises multiple times, but turned to find no one there. Took far longer than I'd like to admit to realise it was Amy's dogs in the background. (laughs) That's, That's the production values on our podcast. If you hear strange noises while you're running, it will be just some thing in the background at our one of our respective yeah. houses <laughs> i mean sometimes you know I, I do kind of take out a lot of your background noise not like your fucking washing machine a few episodes ago but like <laughs> if there's dogs in the background i leave them in because that's fun uh you know what i nearly did the podcast in the in the lounge and uh, my washing machine is currently going <laughs> sake. i've always got it on always doing my washing you know dogs in the background that's normal though that's fine yeah <laughs> And um, we also tweeted last week about people wearing three layers and woolly hats when it's 14 degrees outside. Like, I know it's November, but people seem to think, oh, it's November, it's cold. And they put on, I've seen people like woolly hats and jackets and big coats and things. I'm like, it's 14 degrees. That's easy shorts and t-shirt wear. They're like, don't people look out the window or just look at their phone to see what the temperature is? Mm-hmm. It's not right. Yeah, exactly. Woolly hats, even when it's really cold, a woolly hat is not to be worn when running. For me, in order to wear a woolly hat, it needs to be like minus three, minus four. You know when we had that really, really cold weather a couple of years ago when there was all yeah. the snow as well? It snowed and it was like minus five with like a minus ten wind chill or something ridiculous. I wore a woolly hat then and even then I took it off after about a mile just because I got warm. But that's the only time I'll ever wear a woolly hat. I will add, I talked about a few podcasts ago about a guy who lives near me that I see running who was wearing a woolly hat in the summer when it was boiling hot. He's still wearing the woolly hat in the mornings, so he looks doesn't look as out of place now. The seasons yeah. have sort of caught up to him a bit. He sort of looks less out of place than when it was twenty seven degrees. So is just, he going to have like a puffer jacket on though in December? He's got he's wearing a hoodie. So before he was wearing a woolly hat, a hoodie, a t shirt, and he was wearing jorts at one point, jean shorts for those not in the know. Um, now he's wearing a pair <sighs> of running shorts, a hoodie, and a woolly hat. So he looks a bit more normal to like the civilians who are seeing him who aren't runners non-runners but sorry he was running in denim he, yeah i talked about this a few um episodes ago oh. he was wearing jorts yeah oh yeah and I a woolly hat upset about you saying jorts <laughs> yeah woolly hats i don't i love a woolly hat out for a walk but absolutely not on a run no 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 um, matt lee's responded and said you can tell the runners who would normally be in a gym they're the ones wearing big hoodies for their run i think that's what it is yeah definitely i even assume that they're like you know don't run that often or just doing you know, a 5k as part of their cardio because they're normally at the gym or I assume they're like proper fit and elite and they don't feel, you know, that they have to like warm up properly and stuff and all that because they're the other people that I seem to see wearing hoodies, people that are like, ah, oh, just go do some uh, warm up miles and I'll take my hoodie off, you know. <laughs> hoodies, man. Um, we've got some exciting Nikki Genders news. Oh. Amy's mum is uh, globe trotting. Well, Please update can't... me. I haven't heard from her in months. Oh, this is this is how you find out, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Um, well, she's taken us back to episode fifty and said Amy's reading of the places where people get blisters sounded like the shipping forecast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, call back there, and she said, "And I'm not trying to be fancy eating baguettes. I am fancy." 
loving the podcast here in Spain while I'm super spreading. Yeah, that's my How was she picked now to go traveling around Europe? It was picked a while ago. You know what, though? She's probably safer than a lot of people because they're just stuck in a van the entire time. They're traveling in a, a camper van and she went over to Europe on the Channel Tunnel. You know, you weren't allowed to get out of the car, nothing like that. You know, there's people that have been jetting off to bloody Lanzarote or whatever on holiday. So um, she's very much self-isolating in uh, in Spain. So, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Don't worry, Gareth. That was uh, Amy's dogs barking in the background. You yeah. can You can come out of the bush now. It's fine. You're safe. Not like a wild dingo or anything. It was uh, the dogs. The dogs know when I'm doing a podcast and they start kicking off. So, yeah. Oh, is that the only time they do, yeah? Yeah. Oh, the only time. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Oh, um, your mum's also been sharing us out on her Facebook stories to Bird and Blend and she got chatting with them and told them to give us a listen. Yes, that's another person telling them. I think we're probably going to get a restraining order or something against them, yeah, <laughs> you know, certainly. against us from them. I will add, though, that I have been drinking a Bird and Blend matcha green tea while doing the podcast, a um, peaches and cream matcha, which is amazing. That's very fancy. Oh, it is really good. It's really good. You have to know how to do matcha properly, though. We won't get into that here. But if, if you're interested, let me know. And I'll tell you next episode how to make a proper matcha. I don't think... You can't talk about that without sounding like a complete wanker, can you? No, but also, like, I can't let anyone else make me a matcha. Because they, they fuck it up. They don't know how to make it. They <laughs> bloody scold the tea. And then they don't stir it properly. And usually, I've got it in a mug, like a bloody pleb. You're supposed to have it in, like, a proper bowl. So it can... Anyway, we're not getting into that. Have you got the bamboo whisk? I have. Of course I have. That's how you make it. (laughs) In a W shape. You whisk it in a W shape. And I've got these little bowls that I use especially for matcha. But the thing is, you spend a lot of money on matcha. Matcha's bloody expensive. I'm not going to have some pleb put it in a mug and then pour boiling hot water in it and stir it with a spoon, you know? It's not right. Oh, yeah, anyway. (laughs) I'm sure (laughs) Bird and Blend agree with me. (laughs) I'm just just letting you go on with that. Moving swiftly on, Alec Lodge says, not from Wish, but I recently took a punt on a pair of cheap Primark running shorts. Oh, yikes. For some reason, I stupidly tested them out on a 10-mile run and basically cheese grated my gooch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I fucking hate the word gooch, man. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon Wish stuff would be just as bad. (laughs) I don't know how you get your gooch affected that much by shorts. Uh, well, like he must have like pulled them up far too high. I don't because yeah. again, people you know were voting for this in the chafing uh, poll, and I don't quite get how your arsehole or your perineum perineum <laughs> gets that chafed. I'm not quite sure. I just because it's not something I've personally experienced. Amy, do you have any personal experience of gooch chafing? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not a sentence I expected No, to but say. I don't buy stuff like, well, I do buy stuff from Primark, but I don't buy running gear from Primark. I have in the past and it's always been completely shit. So, um, yeah. yeah, don't buy, like, again, if that's your only option, fair dues, but it is a bit of a false economy because it's shit and you'll be spending more on Vaseline. Unless you, unless yeah. you just do your runs at races and take free Vaseline, you know. And yeah, don't do your first run in them as a 10 mile run no I, although i you know the old thing of like don't wear new gear on long runs i did do an ultra with a new backpack on uh that yeah, i bought from mountain warehouse for like 15 quid so you know. <laughs> i'm well not, not the best person we did it was absolutely fine luckily <laughs> i always like when we give one of these things oh absolutely don't do this and you're like yeah well and you always lean back and you've got a little story about how you've done exactly that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's my life it's not just confined to running <laughs> 
I think, yeah, I think we all we all have that. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> and finally, we had a comment via our podcast provider, Podbean, from someone called Halo Jones. Listening to your podcasts in reverse order adds yet another psychedelic facet to an already potty-mouthed mind trip. Then it came to 2019 was bullshit. Like, far out, man. Loving every single episode. <laughs> psychedelic. <laughs> Are we... <laughs> I think that's more about his running yeah, than yeah. our podcasting, to be honest. <laughs> more about far out, man. man. Far. Has anyone said far out, man, in 30 years? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe ask what's his name who recommended uh, Benny from Crossroads as an insult. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe list, try listening to the podcast themselves backwards and you get a great recipe for like chicken soup. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> you can't listen in reverse order. That's madness. No, no. It's just getting shitter and shitter rather than... Better. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's assuming we've always been getting better, which is oh, uh, tends to questionable after episode three. <laughs> it's the bullshit running news. The bullshit running news. It's the news and it's bullshit news running bullshit. That was backwards, so it's a bit more psychedelic. Far out, man. Boom. Amazing. Uh, well, I can follow that up with my own theme. The ultra runners are on the loose. Ultra runners, the running laps around your house. Ultra runners, the ultra runners are everywhere. They run for days and days and days and they don't care. I went looking for a story just so I could play that again. Uh, there is a new record for the longest time juggling. That's jogging and juggling. David Rush also holds records for the most fruit sliced in the air by juggled knives. So, like, was he juggling and someone was lobbing fruit at him and he had to trust that his knife would cut it in the right place and not bounce off it and cut his face open? Oh, That's so fucking weird. I, I had this image of him juggling the fruit and the knives himself and it just happening to cut the fruit up. I, I don't know how that works. I don't like it. Uh, and the most Oreo cookies stacked in 30 seconds. Oh, he sounds like a real laugh, doesn't he? What a goof. Oh. God, he sounds like a pain in the ass at parties. I'm like, hey, the, oh, look at my party the, trick, and we all have to pretend to be impressed. Yeah, and he starts like juggling the bananas and oh, shit. Oh God! Uh, well, he's now run five hours and twenty-one minutes without stopping or dropping a single ball, and covered twenty-nine miles. Uh, having accidentally run his first ultra, he's keen to try again and go even further. But because he couldn't use his hands to eat and drink. He wore a camelback and taped the tube to his face, but he kept the end in his mouth the whole time. And you can see when he finishes, they go up to him and talk to him. And he's got these two big blisters on the side of his mouth where he's had to like, I guess he's had to keep the tube like with his lips or his teeth the whole time. Five and a half hours having this tube rubbing against the side of his mouth. Why? Oh, why? Well, because for, for everlasting runner's world glory. Uh, what, what terrain was this on? On a track. On a track, uh, easy. Easy. <laughs> easy. I thought it was going to be like, you know, over some coast path across hills and mountains. No, no, no. Nah, easy. But most juggling records, apparently, you can, if you drop a board, you can stop, pick it up and start again from the same what? place. This, no. This was just playing as far yeah. as you can go. As it should be. Really dropping a board, picking it up. I could do that. <laughs> I, could. Yeah, I don't think you'd be getting many records, though, is the point. No, no. <laughs> it'd take you a minute and a half to do like the 100 meters. Oh. <laughs> Okay, and now on to some scientific news. Very scientific. Put our scientific hats on. 
Um, studies in the Journal of Sport and Exercise Psychology and the Medicine and Science in Sport and Exercise Journal. We're always reading those, to be fair. You know what? That's just a little light bedtime reading for me. These studies have shown that running at night makes you feel like you're running faster, which I thought had already been proven. I didn't think this was a new thing. I'm sure I read something about this before. Anyway, um, they say that this is due to the optic flow influence which uh, yeah, obviously, which basically means the faster things move past you, the faster you feel, which kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Um, at, because mm. at night you can't see as far, it makes everything appear to your brain to be a little closer and affects your perception of effort. The best thing about this, though, that I read is that, you know, it said it just seems like you're running faster. You're not actually running faster. It's like, oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so if you feel like you're doing like a good hard session at night, you're probably not quite as doing no, it as well as you exactly. thought. Exactly. I agree. It's the similar kind of thing. For, I've said this about trail running before. If you're running like some big open field, uh, it kind of feels fine. But then when you get into like a single track, a uh, little bit with like bushes quite close to you either side, you feel like you're running oh. much faster. But then because all the bushes are going past Have much quicker. Have you ever quicker. like run down a, a corridor, a hotel or a or an apartment building and it feels like you're no i'm not irresponsible amy oh it feels like you're going so fast and you can like hear the wind whistling through your ears try it sometime you know i do all the time where i live in okay. in the flats i just sprint down the corridors and people are like, oh there's that crazy girl sprinting oh, they love again, you, you know? <laughs> well the 50k world record has gone after 32 years that ultra runners are no 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 music again no music again turn that off turn that off I like the way I anticipate myself interrupting myself, even though I'm going to edit that in later. It's a fun, fun thing to do. I mean, we all know that's what, that's what it is, but, you know, we play along. Anyway, um, CJ Albertson, who we mentioned back in episode 14 for breaking the indoor marathon record on a 200-meter track, has now got the 50K world record after running 125 laps of an outdoor track in 2 hours, 42 minutes and 30 seconds, which included a wee break and a final lap of 66 oh. seconds. That is mental. That's, uh, that's a lot. I assume the wee break was a wee break. He didn't just like wee as he was do a Paula Radcliffe or anything like that. No, no. He took a break to have a wee. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But that's Very pretty good. good. After 32 years, that record stood for so long mm. and he did it including a wee break, which is pretty impressive. So surely there's more to go on that. But a 66 second final lap is amazing. Yeah. He had to make up for it after the wee break, I assume. That's true, yeah. And finally, according to Runner's World, a runner's cry is just as good for you as a runner's high. I love that bit of uh, rhyming right there from Runner's World. I think, I think that's the reason they wrote this whole article, because I came yeah. up with that line. Yeah, because reading it, when I read the article itself, I'm like, there's not really much substance to this, which shouldn't mm, be no. surprising. But um, So the article is about how many people inexplicably start crying during fairly routine runs rather than at the finish line um, or a race or during really hard runs. They put it largely down to the way people work through emotions on a run, and as your body goes into autopilot and your brain starts letting out those endorphins, emotions can be close to the surface. It also stresses that it's not a bad thing or anything to worry about, it's just a way of expressing yourself. And in fact, you can look at it as being a positive, therapeutic experience. Have you ever cried on a run, <laughs> Stuart? Not due to emotions, due to like getting wind in my eye. Yeah. That happens quite a lot. Especially like sometimes you're running downhill and you get like suddenly you tear up because it's like really cold. That's really inconvenient and dangerous. Mm -hmm. uh, but not just during. I'm not. I've never cried at a finish line either. No, me neither. I can imagine I could maybe cry at a finish line or during like a big race, like because of the moment and all the emotion. Yeah. But when I'm running, I sort of. I know what you're saying. Like you switch off in a way that 
emotions can come to the surface. But often I switch off in a way that I'm not thinking of anything. Mm. Um, or I'm listening to an audio book or a podcast. So I'm thinking about that. It's yeah. like, I guess, because it's so routine. I'm not really, my mind's completely blank. I'm not really feeling any emotions. That's part of the reason why I like to run. I like to feel like a bit like a robot sometimes. No yeah, well, I guess for some people, and again, obviously it said this year in particular has been very, very hard for people mm. in terms of mental health. So when they're out running, all of a sudden, it just kind of comes out. I think this it, is more of an opinion piece, really. It yeah. was the journalist had written that she, it happened to her a few times mm. and she knows other people that it happened to as well. And I think, it was, yeah, that's just the main thing. It's not actually a bad thing. You're not no. doing anything bad. It's actually quite a handy thing because you always feel a bit better after a cry anyway, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always good to have a good so cry. So doing that with a run, I think that's that's quite nice. And work. you can just say, you know, the wind got in my eyes. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, you just look like a bit of a knob sometimes, but that's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So we want to know, has anyone else ever had a bit of a cry during a run? Yeah, or broken down in hysterical laughter or any other extreme emotion. <laughs> However, if it was related to something utterly horribly heartbreaking, we probably don't want to know because I, I can't get too much of that. It's not on brand. <laughs> no. Oh, you know, I, I said to you this morning, actually, how um, I was running with William last week and he just kind of, I just had to move around a bush that he ran underneath on the path. And he interpreted that movement as me turning and he just stepped onto the road. So I shouted at him to get him back on. Mm. And there was a car fairly close. And like for the next five minutes, my head just went into a spiral of Mm. what if William did run into the road? What if a car did hit him? How would we do it? Who do we have to call? How would we get him home? What would? And I just kind of went this really horrible spiral. Mm. I just had to turn Holly and say, can you just talk to me about something? Because I'm actually just made myself really upset. (laughs) So I nearly got I nearly got into a cry, but I think for, for some horrible reasons. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's some more fun running with your dog story. Yeah. Oh. So what's coming up next for you, Stuart? Uh, mostly, it's trying to keep up with William's very exciting social calendar. Mm. He's got so much going on. Yeah. He's meeting people tomorrow. He's meeting a play group tomorrow. Uh, next weekend, uh, we've got a, a doggo meet up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got some more training, like Tuesday night training now as well, like proper obedience classes, which is really fun. Um, and I've got like a five, six week plan up to Christmas now of my long runs. So I've got lots of long runs coming up, lots of hills. I'm going to do, I'm doing a couple of club runs as well. I'm taking people up some stupid hills and I think they're going to hate me for it. But that's funny. Oh, and one of the ones I've got planned is a pilgrimage. I mean, literally a pilgrimage. It's the Penrees pilgrimage from Landath Cathedral, just near my house. Uh, up to Penrice, which is somewhere in the valleys. I don't know, some holy site or something. But it's one of these ones that's been newly kind of marked up and they've got oh. a website and maps and things. And oh, I, th- cool. I think in theory, you're supposed to get like some stamps or something on the way. Probably not at the moment. But there's signs, I think, so I keep seeing them. So How far is that? It's 20.5 miles mm. and quite a bit uphill because it's, you know, up towards the valleys. Mm. But, you know, that's, that's a nice long run to do. It's something different. Lots of mm. ra- random fields and woods by the look of it. But, you know, why not? It's a bit of a, a pilgrimage, something a bit different. Definitely. A nice long run. Uh, anything for you? More running with the dog, I assume. More running with the dog, yeah. I do need to try and go out and not run with the dog at some point, just for me, because or else I'm going to forget how to run on my own. Probably do a bit of a longer run with her tomorrow. I mean, we were talking about this this morning. She's still fairly young. She's like nine, ten months old yeah, now. Yeah, I forget she's so young. But she doesn't actually run with me because my pace is so slow. She just sort of trots along, so it's just like a walk for her. So I'm sort of not just... I'm not taking her further than I'd walk her, basically, because she's not actually running much anyway. So um, we could probably go... We went eight miles last week, and she was absolutely fine, had loads of energy. But like I said, she was just trotting along at her own pace. So 
Um, might take her a bit longer tomorrow, but I don't know. We'll see how she is. That's about it. I'm, I've got a proper gym membership now at my gym, so I'm going to try and go there more often, lift a bit more, get back, get on, get back on things, and stop being such a lazy twat. <laughs> yeah, I I really should get back on that with my chan of challenge I've got coming up and my shit ankle. I've, I nearly rolled my ankle three times this week because after that I got the, the my foot bruised. I stopped wearing the ankle support. And I nearly went on it, over on it three times this week and once really badly in the woods mm. as well. So mm. I probably should try and do something about that, really. Yeah. <laughs> there was something else we uh, mentioned this morning when we were running. Uh, if anyone's got suggestions for next year, I know everything's probably going to be cancelled next spring as well. But if anyone's got suggestions for interesting runs that we can go and do, mm. interesting kind of weird, quirky races, we would love to hear about them because we want to travel around a little bit more and do some of these odd races. I mean, 5 and 10 Ks, you know, we can do those anywhere. Um, if you've got something a bit different, maybe like mud races, even mm. obstacle races, as long as they're not like real blatant rip-off ones, which mm. some of them are. But if you've got anything interesting or different or weird, like we'd quirky, love to know about like you know, like quirky local races that have been like yeah. a tradition in your village for the past two hundred years or whatever, you know. Stuff yeah, like some that. weird distance as well, you know. Yeah. So you know, like Wales, southwest of England, like West Midlands, Midlands, maybe London, you know, yeah. that kind of bottom third corner of uh, of of Britain. Yeah, uh, we want to hear about it, and we'll see what we can do for next year. Yeah. And if you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit www.runningisbs.com to see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon merch store and our social medias. We will speak to you again soon. Later, dudes. Don't mess with someone with a degree in musical theatre, bitch.